Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 2. Howdy, welcome. It's Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number, 877-973-7425, if you wish to be on the program. Well, we can talk a little more today now that we know what happened, the, the Dominion versus Fox stuff and the wrath of the cons. Not the conservatives, but the the, the the con artists out there who are just wailing and gnashing of teeth. They've there are listen. I'm not gonna be here tomorrow. I'm actually gonna be in Louisville, Kentucky. I've never been to Kentucky before. And I'm going to be talking to the McConnell Center. If Mitch McConnell found out I was talking uh to students at his center, uh everybody would probably be fired given his <laughs> given his views on me, I shall say. Um, so it's kind of funny to be invited to go speak at the McConnell Center. Um, and, but I'm going to be talking to him about realignment in America. And there is a realignment in America. And one of those realignments is, frankly, a lot of people who used to be not great Republican consultants have uh, become con artists to a degree, trying to con Democrats into claiming that they're still Republican, even if they aren't, they just hate Donald Trump. Um, they actually hate all the, the right these days. They just can't admit that they've moved parties. And they despise Fox News, a lot of them, not because uh, they hate Fox, but because they don't get on Fox anymore. And if they had a chance of getting on Fox, uh, they would not be attacking Fox News. And they're trying to fundraise off of the, the Dominion Fox stuff. Uh, the, and they're all upset. It has been humorous to watch people melt down over Fox's settlement. Uh, just one clip. Uh, it is, let's see, do we have it? Um, maybe we don't. I thought we cut it up. Let me see if we cut it up. Um, I thought I sent it to, may, maybe I screwed up and didn't send it to, no, 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 I did. Um, I did. It's just, yep, mislabeled. Um, this is this is Allison Camerata on Fox News. Unfortunately, I have not heard. Nope, that's not it. Where is it? I'm here to tell you. Nope, I guess not. And the problem is. Well, doggone it. Um, did I? Oh, I know what it is. Charlie didn't screw up. I screwed up. I put yesterday's audio back in for today, and he was kind enough to cut up this clip. I'm like, what happened here? It's my screw-up, Charlie. You can spare me the nyeh <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Allison Camerata on Fox News. I predicted there would be a settlement all along because Fox doesn't want to air its dirty laundry in a court case. And, I, and forgive me, I don't share quite Ellie's, um, I guess, uh, being impressed at the outcome, this is half of what Dominion asked for, let's remember. And yes, obviously it's a big windfall for Dominion. It's chump change for Fox. They make more than a billion dollars a year, their news division. And so this is, I think, this is a victory for Fox. They don't have to put their big stars on the stand and they didn't even have to issue a public apology. Listen to these. Now, Allison Camerata used to work at Fox News and I will tell you, uh, multiple ladies who still work at Fox, they're they're not big fans of hers. Um, and he, Allison is angry that Fox doesn't have to apologize. Now, you should know there are still more lawsuits. 
The fact that Fox News settled the Dominion lawsuit for $787.5 million suggests they're going to be settling the Smartmatic suit and others, and maybe some of them will force an apology. However, here's something you everybody needs to know about this. Every single person, pay attention to this key point in this case. Many progressives and members of the media, but I repeat myself, are angry that Fox News did not have to issue an apology for lying about 2020 in its settlement with Dominion, and there have been lots of declarations that this is not justice. No, it is a civil lawsuit between Dominion Voter Systems, a corporation, and Fox News, a corporation, over what Fox News might have said that impacted the business of Dominion Voter Systems. It has nothing to do with justice. It has to do with the the investors of a company on behalf of the shareholders suing another company because that company infringed on the business or impacted the business. It's not about justice. It's about business. And you should understand that going into this, Fox News is not going to apologize for lying to America. This case had nothing to do with democracy in America, regardless of what the lawyers might or might not say, because it was a business lawsuit. But I just do have to note this. If the election were stolen in 2020, which some of you still think it was, Fox would not have paid $787.5 million to Dominion Voter Systems. Fox would have shown the election was stolen. And the truth is an absolute defense in defamation cases. But Fox didn't even attempt to mount the defense that the election was actually stolen. In fact, the internal records and proceedings showed that Fox executives and anchors did not even believe the election was stolen, but they were saying it because they thought their audience wanted to hear that it was stolen. Now, I may actually be a very bad talk radio show. I don't think I am. I know what the ratings are. Oh, I don't know. I guess we got a new ratings book out. Ken, am I sucking? <laughs> um, I... I, I I, I don't think I'm a terrible radio show host, but occasionally I, the number one criticism I get from people who try to gussy it up with the insult of you're no Rush Limbaugh, and I know I'm not, is that uh, why are you so antagonistic towards your audience? Rush Limbaugh would never be antagonistic to the audience. You're no Rush Limbaugh. You know, unlike those of you who email me that, Rush Limbaugh was actually a personal friend of mine and was actually a mentor of mine and taught me how to do talk radio. And one of the things Rush Limbaugh told me to be was myself and not to tell people things I did not believe, to keep people entertained. Don't think I could save the world or change the world. My job was to be an entertainer and keep people company in their car. And that I shouldn't try to be him. I should be myself. So when you insult me and say, you're no Rush Limbaugh, you're damn right I'm not. I don't want to be. I'm Eric Erickson. And I'm not going to tell you something that I don't believe is true. The problem is Fox was willing to tell you something. Fox's executives 
and anchors did not believe is true because they were scared you would go to Newmax, Newsmax, or OAN. I personally am not scared if you leave me. I think you might come back to me when you realize I'm telling you the truth. But we can probably move on from grievances over 2020. And we can probably move on from just what happened, what was said, what wasn't said, because there's another angle that is not going to get focused on by the American mainstream media in this case. And it's this. The reaction to the settlement shows you how religious people on the left have become. What I mean by that is, so let, let me let me back up. Um, you know, in, in Scripture, this isn't a theological, for those of you who are like, oh, here it goes, this Jesus talking. No, 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 just, just bear with me here. One moment. You know how in, in, in the New Testament, Jesus says to turn the other cheek. If, if someone um, robs you, give them also your cloak, stuff like that. What he's actually saying is that uh, in, in Christianity, the idea is you let God be your vengeance. You, you don't seek revenge on people. Uh, you, 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 ha- you have a human right to retaliation, and what God is saying is don't exercise your human right to retaliate. Let me do it for you. In the secular religion where the left is these days, there, there's no God, there's no hell, so judgment must come in this lifetime, and there must be retaliation. There must be punishment. See, I can fret about the evil in the world and be mad that someone got away with something, but I know ultimately there's a heaven and a hell, and if someone does not repent, God will cast that person into the fire. You're either going to repent or you are going to burn in Christianity. You may not like me phrasing it that way, but you know what I mean. I can sleep well at night knowing that people who escape justice in this lifetime will not escape justice in the next lifetime. Hitler may have taken the coward's way out with a bullet to his brain, but now he's got an eternity in hell. But on the left, there has to be justice now. Because there is no afterlife, there is no heaven, there is no God. They themselves are God. And they are mad as hell that Fox News was able to just pay money and get out of it. They are furious today. The number of pundits on television, from Allison Camerata on CNN to the folks on Morning Joe on MSNBC to the people on Twitter, they are angry that Fox did not have to issue an apology. In fact, they're upset. There's barely any mention on Fox of this. How dare they not mention it on Fox News? It's kind of funny, actually. It's actually really funny to see the absurdity of it. That because they did not get their way. This lawsuit was not about them. This lawsuit was not News Reporters of America versus Fox News. It was Dominion versus Fox News. And in a civil lawsuit, money is how you correct things. Words don't mean anything in a civil lawsuit. Money does. Money talks, and Dominion is getting a check for $787.5 million from Fox News because Fox News made false statements or allowed to be aired on television knowing they were false statements against Dominion. 
Fox doesn't have to apologize. Fox doesn't have to fire anyone. Fox doesn't have to do a single thing that you think Fox should have to do because it is not about you. It's not about America. It's not about the truth. It's about a lawsuit between them and Dominion Voting Systems. And when you, with your high mind, says, oh, but they should do X, Y, and Z, I don't care, and neither does Fox News, because it is not nor has it ever been about what you want. If anything, the outrage about what Fox should or should not do is peak American 21st century self-absorption. The idea that you, nobody, get to decide what Fox should do in its case against Dominion. Or to now, as some on the left are, be angry with Dominion because Dominion didn't wring every penny out of Fox News. Again, this is a lawsuit between two corporations over business matter and the impact of statements made in one business on the business of another. That's all this suit has ever been about. You have chosen to make it about America. You have chosen to make it about democracy. You have chosen to make it about lies and truth. This was always a defamation case, a business claim statements made on the network of another company that was a news network cost them business and they wanted damages because of it. That's what it always was. Your need for justice is never going to come in a civil lawsuit. Your need for Fox to apologize and go out of business was never in the cards here. And your need for this justice should probably be an indication to you about how religious about these things you've become. You have taken politics and woven it into everything and then turned that politics into religion and now everyone is either with you or a heretic, and you're going to be a miserable person because of it. And Fox News is going to walk away and be just fine. Hi there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425, should you wish to be on the program. Real quick, uh, I want to play you this soundbite. Uh, this is the Dominion Co-Council about the settlement. Today's settlement of $787,500,000 represents vindication and accountability. Vindication and accountability. You know, they can, they can cast this, as can you, any way you wish to cast the settlement, but the truth of the matter is that it's just two companies in a lawsuit. It wasn't about justice. It wasn't about truth. It wasn't about any of those things. Um, my buddy Jim Garrity, however, does make a point that if you still insist 2020 was stolen, you now do have to contend with the fact that Fox could have presented that evidence about Dominion voter systems, shown it was true, or not even shown it was true, just showed that it had a, a reasonable uh, belief and not had to pay the money, and they never even chose to argue truth grounds. Now, of course, what happens is the goalposts immediately give me, well, it was never about Dominion, it was about blah, 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 blah. I'm, I'm used to that sort of behavior. Um, I get it, but worth pointing out that. Now, we got to move on to other news of the day, uh, including uh, Ron DeSantis in Washington. So he went to Washington. There were a bunch of protesters who showed up. Uh, he's been meeting with uh, congressmen and senators, many of whom have come out and endorsed Donald Trump after meeting with Ron DeSantis, including a couple of members of the Florida delegation. 
something you're not going to get from the mainstream media in covering all these endorsements coming out for Donald Trump against Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley, Mike Pence, and Tim Scott is this, the truth that is none of these people are going to pay a price. If Ron DeSantis is the Republican nominee, Ron DeSantis is not going to exile a single one of these Republicans who endorsed Donald Trump, save for one or two uh, who behind the scenes were trying to uh, get things from DeSantis, did not get those things and therefore endorsed Trump. But almost all of the people who are endorsing Trump, whether it's the senators or the congressmen, are more concerned about Donald Trump's wrath than they are Nikki Haley, Mike Pence, Tim Scott, or Ron DeSantis, all of whom are more reasonable. It just makes sense to go with Trump and know if he loses You're not going to pay a price. If he wins and you didn't endorse him, you might. Oh, yeah, sometimes it's not popular, that's for sure. Welcome. Uh, The phone number, 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, I kind of told you guys this was going to happen. Former President Trump got a big bounce among Republican primary voters after his indictment in New York in late March, according to Andrew Romano from Yahoo News. The swell of support is fading, according to a new Yahoo News YouGov poll. 1,530 American adults from April 14 to 17 suggest Trump remains vulnerable in the race for the 2024 GOP presidential nomination. Just two weeks ago, Trump was lapping DeSantis by 26 points. However, it's now shrunk to 10 points. Y'all... I got to be honest with you. I'm already tired of the 2024 squabbling. And I do wonder if a Tim Scott, a Nikki Haley, or a Mike Pence might be able to find a path forward due to the squabbling between the Trump and DeSantis people. The nonstop back and forth is designed to hurt them both. Part of the problem for DeSantis is that he doesn't have a relationship with the press in a way Donald Trump does. Now, I suspect the DeSantis team intends to leverage that jujitsu-like and turn that weakness into a strength. But the national media seems really intent on running a series of stories negative towards DeSantis, largely out of punishment for DeSantis not playing nice with them. There are multiple reporters who have reached out to me from national publications who admit they do not have points of contact in the DeSantis campaign. Can I help them? Can I relay information? Uh, I don't spend my time talking to the DeSantis people, the Haley people, or the Pence people. I'm going to uh, sit with the Pence family this weekend in church. Um, Mike Pence uh, is coming to Atlanta and will preach this weekend. And his family reached out and asked if I would sit with him in church. Absolutely. I've known that man for, what, 20 years almost? He and his wife are wonderful people and friends. I am delighted to sit with them. 
I know and like tremendously Nikki Haley. I sat with her family when she made her presidential announcement. They're actual friends. You know, people in politics say, oh, so-and-so is my friend because I met them once and I shook their hand. Now, Mike Pence and Nikki Haley are actually legitimately friends of mine. Uh, Tim Scott, I don't know as well, but uh, consider him a friendly acquaintance. Um, I don't actually hang out with Tim Scott. I do the Haley's and I do the Pence's just because they're friends. They, 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 it, it goes beyond politics. DeSantis has never been a person who built a lot of those relationships in politics that converted them into friendships. And it is, I think, costing him some support among some members of Congress, one of whom says that um, he's tried to build a relationship with DeSantis over time and, and DeSantis was never reciprocal, so he went with Trump. I don't think there will be major repercussions for a lot of these people, though, because if you don't go with Donald Trump, Donald Trump is going to savage you. Donald Trump, in fact, I, I saw a reporter today for, I think it was Axios point out, that in the last month, Donald Trump has attacked more Republicans by name than Joe Biden has. Not surprising. I think part of that is that Trump fuels the party slipping away from him. And it, it has escalated, by the way, after the events in Nashville over the weekend. Now you're saying, what, what events in Nashville? So the Republican National Committee met in Nashville. Uh, did I say the Republican National? Yeah, Republican National, Nashville. Republican National Committee met in Nashville, Tennessee, over the weekend. And Donald Trump, of course, being the former president, was one of the big speakers. But they also gave a big stage to Brian Kemp and Glenn Youngkin and others. And Trump was not treated, per se, as the king of the party. And I don't think it's a coincidence that he got out of Nashville and has upped his attacks across the board on Republicans from Mick Mulvaney to Ron DeSantis uh, to others. It The party doesn't feel to be coalescing behind him. Now, to Trump's credit, he's got about 40% of the GOP and the other 60% is fighting over uh, other people. And that, that 60% is going to have to decide which way they want to go. DeSantis's interpersonal skills are something that have been complained about loudly by consultants who worked for him for a while, and those are consultants who were mercenaries. They were on his pay, but they weren't loyal to him, and when he began to acquire more and more loyal staff, he pushed those people out of the gate, and those people then went about badmouthing him. Oh, his interpersonal skills suck. Listen, uh, DeSantis is a true believer when it comes to like free markets and conservatism, uh, he was a founder of the Freedom Caucus. He was one of the coup leaders of purging John Boehner. It's kind of funny to hear him be called a Paul Ryan guy uh, when actually it was DeSantis who fought the Republican establishment in the House. They all hated him. But he is going to have to work on the interpersonal skills. He is going to have to work on building those relationships. And he is going to have to deal with the fact that uh, Donald Trump one-on-one -on -one is a very personal person. I, I, I have a friend who knows Bill Clinton and Donald Trump both very well. And this friend of mine says that the, the funny thing about both Clinton and Trump is that one-on-one, -on -one, when you are with them, you are the only person who matters on the planet. That they look you in the eye 
They don't want to talk about themselves. They want to talk about you. And by the way, this is my experience with Donald Trump. I interviewed Donald Trump a few years ago. This is before he ran for president. Uh, I was in his office in New York. He had just gotten to 757. And my gosh, he was gregarious, charismatic, personable, cared deeply about my family, wanted to know everything about my kids, uh, wanted me to come play golf with him. Actually, he had his assistant call the house several times to see if I'd come play golf with him. And my wife was like, that man wants your soul. You cannot go play golf with him. <laughs> Only time my wife has ever told me I couldn't play golf with someone. Uh, and he, he very, very just, just charismatic in that way. And this friend of mine who knows him in Clinton says, Clinton is the same way, that, that you leave a room with Bill Clinton and you forget there's ever been anyone else in the room. There may be a crowd of 100 people. And in the few minutes you're with Bill Clinton, you forget there's anyone else there, you and him. It's a very similar experience between the two of them. And DeSantis does not have that. And that, you can't put a price on that as far as getting people to support you. Now, what DeSantis has is his record in governor. But then, you know, we do need to talk about Nikki Haley and, and Tim Scott and Mike Pence because there is a lot of focus on DeSantis versus Trump. And, and let's be honest, I do think that the other candidates get it. I mean, I'm just looking at uh, looking at this this poll right now. You've got basically um, a Donald Trump at 52, DeSantis at 36, everybody else at 12%. They are going to have to build inroads there. They may be hoping for a bloodbath between Trump and DeSantis, possibly. I just, I, I'm already kind of worn out on, on the state of play here, though. It's, it's just nonstop squabbling between the Trump people and the DeSantis people, nonstop squabbling on uh, who's better, who's weak, who's establishment, who's not. I will, there is this audio worth playing for you, however. This was... Uh, Speaking at a conference in South Carolina, DeSantis is now on tour there. He's all over South Carolina. He's taking questions from the crowd. He said this. Have different institutions in society trying to advance uh, the woke agenda as well. So Florida, we're full spectrum. We fight it everywhere we can and making sure that uh, we're protecting the freedom of our people. I don't think like you have uh, a truly free state just because you have low taxes, low regulation and no COVID restrictions if the left is able to impose their agenda through the education system, through the business sphere, and through all these others. A free, a free state means you're protecting your people from the left's pathologies across the board. And that's, that's really what we've done in Florida. Now, there's something to this. And this goes back to, to a fight I experienced here in Georgia. The Religious Freedom Restoration Act 30-some-odd states have a Religious Freedom Restoration Act. And, and what RIFRA says, it was passed in the 1990s. Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi were co-sponsors of RIFRA. RIFRA came about because uh, of a Supreme Court decision where a man, uh, American Indian, had lost his job because he participated in a religious ceremony, and that religious ceremony required him to uh, ingest and hallucinogenic for the religious experience. And it was an American Indian ritual. And he lost his job for, for drug use. And he sued and said, you can't. This was my uh, First Amendment. Antonin Scalia was never great on uh, freedom of religion. And he, every segment of the First Amendment requires strict scrutiny, which is a constitutional standard, except the free exercise of religion, which is held to a lesser standard 
And Antonin Scalia had a lot to do with that, frankly. So Congress passed RIFRA that said that uh, you have to strictly scrutinize anything that impacts anyone's religion. And if the state can accommodate the religion, the state must accommodate the religion. That's in in a nutshell, somewhat poorly explained. But uh, then it, uh, an issue went to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court said, well, RIFRA only applies to the federal government. It doesn't apply to states, and so states need to embrace it. So 30-some-odd states from Connecticut to California passed RIFRA. One state that didn't pass RIFRA was Georgia, and the Georgia Democrats at the time says, well, this would never happen here. Not worth our time to pass it. You fast forward to the 2000s, the switching of the parties, the moral collapse, uh, and suddenly you've got people who say, hey, we need RIFRA. There was a fire chief in Atlanta who was fired because he wrote a book for his Sunday school class, and it touched on cultural issues, including uh, gay marriage, that he said was unbiblical, and they fired him because of it a year after the book was written. And Republicans said, hey, it looks like we need RIFRA in the state. What happened is the Fortune 500 said, if you pass RIFRA, we will pull our business out of your state. They didn't just go in and say, we're opposed to this. They went in and said, we will economically punish you if you do this. And the state caved. To this day, Georgia does not have a Religious Freedom Restoration Act. The Republicans in the state of Georgia have caved to the Fortune 500 time and again. The Chamber of Commerce, Delta, Home Depot, Coca-Cola, um, Warner, they all came out and they opposed RIFRA. And the state caved. Maybe Brian Kemp will try to pass it. Nathan Deal, actually, when the Republicans finally did pass it, vetoed it. And the Republicans, you should note, in Georgia only passed it because they knew Deal was going to veto it. But... DeSantis does have this message, and it's something that Trump philosophically doesn't understand, that uh, fighting these woke companies across the board, it's like Disney. Disney wasn't just advocating against the so-called don't say gay law, which didn't really do that, but that's what they called it. Disney was, was threatening the state and hiring lobbyists to wage war against it, and DeSantis punched back. And I, I actually do think conservatives can argue that uh, the People of a state must be protected from the wokes, and if the wokes take over corporations and aren't just expressing an opinion but threatening economic consequence for being conservative, you should fight back. There's a path for him here, but he's got to have an interpersonal path. Nikki Haley, I think, has some of the best interpersonal skills out there. Uh, Nikki Haley is phenomenal one-on-one with people. Mike Pence as well. They're both really good people, and they truly have a heart for service. And DeSantis is going to have to compete on that. What's also happening, you need to understand, is that the other candidates, the media and Trump, all know DeSantis' announcement is coming in the next month. And they're doing everything they can to rough him up now to try to throw him off his game so he's in an uphill mode once he does announce. And I don't know that that itself is going to work. Now, is your computer working? Is it working? Are you tired of having to try to deal with your email? Are you tired of having to deal with your printer? Can I recommend Vision Computers to you? Uh, they are in Atlanta, but they can help you nationwide. Uh, they sell computers across the nation. And if you get a computer from Vision Computers, they are your tech support geniuses for the rest of your time with your computer. You can call them. They'll answer in about 15 seconds. If they can't deal with you immediately, they will call you back same day. 
And if you, for example, need a computer for an elderly parent and you don't want to be tech support, let me tell you, Vision computers you can use. Jim, my board op was telling me he's been buying computers from them for, what is it, Jim, 20 years you said that you've been buying computers from Vision? 20 years or so? Yeah. Um, he's bought all of his computers from Vision. Uh, my, my buddy Neil Bortz loved Vision. Uh, my kid is getting a gaming PC from him because I don't have time to deal with all the tech support stuff and all the GPU and the processor requirement stuff. Vision knows its stuff, and they have great tech support. And get this, if you haven't bought a computer from Vision, but you want world-class, unparalleled tech support, you can pay a yearly fee for them, and they will become your tech support geniuses as well. All you have to do is call them at 404-COMPUTE. 404-COMPUTE. Call Vision anywhere nationwide. Call them 404-COMPUTE. Let Vision Computers be your technology solution. Whether you're buying computers for your office and you can't afford the IT guy, or you're buying a computer for yourself or a relative or your kid, Vision can take care of you with world-class customer service. 404-COMPUTE. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. Wherever you are nationwide, they can help you uh, grow your business. You go to firstlibertyga.com. Firstlibertyga.com. Should you wish to see your business grow, buy a building or build a building, buy a franchise, reach out to them. Firstlibertyga.com. So, there's a story that has uh, been developing, and this is, I, I just, I, I'm, here's the situation. There's been an explosion in Seattle. Today is the anniversary of the Murrah Federal Building being blown up in Oklahoma City. And there are online Twitter reporters reporting there's been an explosion in Seattle. The bomb squad is responding to multiple scenes. Uh, There's been a second device found. Seattle police are telling everyone to stay indoors. Police radio says one person has been killed by the explosion. Lots of unconfirmed reports. That's what you get on Twitter. Uh, Como News, uh, KOMO is the big uh, media outlet in Seattle. They got conservative talkers and more there. Uh, Here's their report. The Seattle Fire Department is evacuating a building after a man handling fireworks caused an explosion. The Seattle Fire Department tweeted around 9.30 a.m. The fireworks firefighters responded to an apartment building in the 100 block of First Avenue North and found a person with serious injuries. 911 callers within the building told dispatchers they heard an explosion. Firefighters are evacuating the building as a safety precaution. The explosion stemmed from a man handling fireworks. One of the fireworks exploded. He has non-life-threatening injuries. The arson bomb squad is on the scene to ensure there are no other volatile materials in the residence. Um, this is the, so the news from the primary outlet, the reputable outlet, Como News, uh, the major Seattle news publication out there, is there was an explosion. And it was not a bomb. The bomb squad was called, and it was actually a man handling uh, high-powered fireworks. And he is fine. The Twitter news is there is a series of explosions in Seattle. Uh, They're shutting the place down. One person is dead, according to police scanners, Uh, which, by the way, that was true, but the police got it wrong. 
Um, it just it's fascinating where you live and and what you read and how the news actually turns out and then what you believe when the story is revealed. Are you believing the cover up, the conspiracy, the truth? What?